If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. I hope you're living your best life and showing up like the badass motherfucker that you are. This week, we're keeping it short and sweet. I do want to let you know that I am on tour. Come check me out before the end of the year. This coming weekend, Carly Aquilino and I will be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire at the Cisco Brewery. Uh-oh, we've got a flat flash flood warning. It's real. Real real life is happening. <laughs> it is deluge, a deluge here in Los Angeles, California. So come check us out in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. We're at the Cisco Brewery. That's November 11th and 12th. The following weekend, we will be in Chicago for Carly's birthday. I think the 17th and 18th at the Chicago Zanies, right in Chicago proper. And then we're doing Rosemont. Weekend after that, I'm going to be in uh, Albany, New York at the Funny Bone in Albany, New York. Check it out. The Albany Funny Bone. That's November. It's the weekend after Thanksgiving. And then December 15th and 16th, that weekend, I'll be in Rochester at the Comedy on the Carlson. And then wrapping up this year's tour in Syracuse, New York, New Year's Eve at the Syracuse Funny Bone in Carousel Mall, a.k.a. Destiny USA. A few more options to see me this year. Hope you guys come out. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I, I love to I love to see you guys. I love performing live. It's one of the, the joys of my life. So come and check it out. Bring a friend, tell a friend, and I hope to see you. And as always, if you guys want to watch this episode, you can go right over to youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso to check out the video and to see my face. Yes. I, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. I It really is like one of the first episodes I've recorded like we used to back in the day where it was me sitting down and telling you about my weekend. So I thought we'd get a little old school with it and have a cute conversation with your bestie, me. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Oh, it's chilly. It's chilly. This is really low. Why is this so low? Hold on, guys. I just got back from the road and my my sound system's a little farked. It's a little farked. That sounds better. We sound good? How's everybody doing? I just got back from, where the heck was I? Arizona. Thanks to everybody who came to the shows in Arizona. We had a great time with Kalia. 
our host, um, jo- John, Josh, uh, it's, it's so terrible for me not to know what everybody's names were. Bubba was an amazing feature we had. It, the comedians were amazing at the House of Comedy in Arizona. And it was, it was challenging for me because I'm coming off of, I look like I have a beard for anybody who's watching the video portion of this because of the way the lighting is in the studio right now. I, <laughs> not that it matters because it's a fucking podcast. Why did I even incorporate video? Video is so unnecessary. Um, it, it was challenging because I came off of 32 days of no alcohol and I had had a drink. I, I met a friend out and had like a celebratory. I just got over 32 days of sobriety drink, which just seems kind of stupid. What, what do we drink? What, you, you shouldn't drink to sobriety, but I'm not. I guess it's different for me because I'm not an alcoholic. I'm somebody who embarked on Sober October. So maybe celebratory drink is okay. But I also did that because I was going into the weekend on the road and thinking, well, I'm going to need some training wheels. I'm going to need a little bit of moral support here if I'm going to have some drinks this weekend for the show. So the drinks I had with my friend next day, I didn't feel too bad at all. They were mixed drinks. So maybe there wasn't a lot of alcohol in them and it was tequila. Tequila is kind of like my jam. I love tequila. It was mezcal, which normally I'm not a huge mezcal fan. I don't dislike it. I don't really like smoky things. I don't like smoked cheese. I don't like smoked Gouda. Just give me the Gouda. Why do we have to smoke the Gouda? What are we doing? Why? Cheese shouldn't be smoked. You know, it should be nice and soft or have a little tang to it. I don't get the smoky flavor. It makes me feel like somebody made the cheese in their uncle's man cave and it feels gross and wrong. Don't smoke my cheese. Leave the smoking for the marijuana, not for the cheese or Gouda. And I also don't like smoked turkey. I don't want nothing smoked. Except for like brisket. That shit's delicious. A little smoked brisket. Hello. Hello, vegetarians. You're missing out. But I don't like mezcal because it's smoked. So I, I didn't feel bad the next day. I, I honestly think it has to do with the fact that it was a mixed drink and it was probably watered down. And... I go into this place, El, El Carmen, on West Third uh, Street in Hollywood. It's a it's a great bar. If you're ever in LA, check it out. It's so much fun. It's a Mexican bar, and unbeknownst to my friend and I, it was El Dia de los Muertes weekend kickoff, and there was a full fucking mariachi band. Oh, I'm saying it wrong. Muertos. I mean a full fucking mariachi band in cocoa makeup, aka El Dia de los Muertes makeup. It was amazing, life-changing. I got serenaded by a Mexican trumpet and survived. That was something that I didn't even know I wanted to have on my bucket list, and then I just checked it off. The trumpet was inches from my face, and I still have, I think, permanent damage, but some damage is worth the experience, you know? Like marriage, you get divorced, yeah, sure, the divorce is brutal, but some part of the marriage was still worth it. That's how I felt about this mariachi band. It was intense. (laughs) It was so loud. Almost nearly impossible to have a conversation. But it was a lot of fun. And also I was excited. Like 
I was going to lubricate myself for the weekend and get my body ready to have a couple drinks. I, I have to be honest. I was excited to come back and have a couple weeks after not a couple drinks after having a little more than four weeks of no alcohol. I was interested for a multitude of reasons. For one, to see if I noticed any discernible differences but between being completely sober. Well, I wasn't really completely sober. We all know I did psilocybin and marijuana multiple days out of the week. Those are medicines. I will continue to say that. And I was excited to see what, what the effects would be on my person, just on my being, and what what noticeable differences I would experience. And also... I was excited to celebrate. You know, Clea and I have so much fun on the road together and she's not an abuser. So we're able to like have some couple cocktails and it's fun and no one's screaming from the back of the room. You don't have to worry about her heckling me because she had too much tequila or too many alcoholic cocktails or whatever. So I was excited. I was excited for a multitude of reasons. So Thursday night, we have our first show. I do a shot. A shot of tequila. Okay. And the next day, when I tell you I felt run over, I felt run over from one shot of tequila. And it fucking pissed me off. It pissed me off and it was also enlightening. You know, I have these emails that I send to Dr. Daniel Amon every Friday. And it's to work on my attention deficit disorder. You know, I have ADD. And the purpose of the emails is to create consistency in in habit for myself. I haven't been 100% with them through the little year plus that I've been sending them to him. But one way or another, I always send them. So I sent the Friday email on Monday this week because the alcohol kind of fucked up with my flow. Just that one shot. It was really alarming to me to experience that. Now, like I said, I had two shots with my friend at that bar. I think they were watered down. I also think maybe the mariachi trumpet blasted some of the alcohol out of my system through my olfactory. (laughs) I was like, shit. I love the culture, but damn, is there a volume button? You know, it was intense. So I think some of the alcohol got blasted out by the mariachi band. But the one shot took me down. It took me down. It fucked up my Friday. It made me foggy. It made me irritable. It also made me low energy. It made me feel out of it. Just that one shot. And it felt like, you know what it felt like? It felt like you ever run into an old friend who you guys used to party together and used to have so much fun and you had a time and an era where you guys would just go balls to the wall and then you reconnect after years and and hopefully you guys have matured, but you reconnect with your friend to realize they're still living in that space. That's what it felt like with alcohol this past weekend, that I had grown to a different space. That's not to say I will never enjoy alcohol again. The holidays are coming up, and you guys know it's a triggering time for me. Lost my dad at the end of October. My my mother's birthday is in November. I lost her in November. We have Thanksgiving. We've got Christmas. Those are triggering times. And I'm not saying, hey, 
you got a trigger, grab a tequila. But I'm saying, hey, you got a trigger, grab tequila. Okay, this is not the doctor's orders. Dr. Daniel Amon would poo-poo this a thousandfold. I'm saying I understand and acknowledge the fact that I am not, probably not going to be a 100% sober person for my entire life. To boot, when you look at things historically, like in, in the art world, culturally, like music and even paintings and comedy, all of this output of art, a majority of the highest quality was created from an inebriated mind. Now, that's not to say that the inebriation is the foundation for the creativity. I'm only drawing a conclusion. I'm only saying that there are connections to, to the alcohol, the creator, and the creation. I'm not saying go get drunk and, and, and paint because, you know, you're not Basquiat and you're not Monet. These people obviously had an innate ability to be talented. And that's probably uh, mutually exclusive with uh, uh, substance abuse. I, th- I do think there's something to the creative brain and the creative person being more uh, susceptible to alcohol abuse and addiction and having more of a proclivity to overusing and abusing. And luckily for myself, I, I've always been able to somewhat manage that. I definitely, in my youth, I drank more coming out of Syracuse, New York, you know, six months of cold weather and cold people and kind of a rugged living and, and also living in a, moderate socioeconomic fashion. You know, both my parents worked a lot. That sort of environment and upbringing almost promotes some sort of abuse. (laughs) It's almost inevitable that someone's going to get pregnant young. You're going to be drinking, doing drugs. And, and, you know, unless you get out at a young age or unless you are able to overcome all that, you know, you can really get wrapped up in that. You can get sucked into that. So I've always been able to manage it, I think, because I got out young and I was exposed to the world young, traveled, lived in different big, you know, different big cities around the country. And I've also seen and have lost friends to addiction. And it has opened my mind and has made me aware that it's a slippery fucking slope. And I think that's why I embarked on Sober October in the first place as a test for myself, you know, and I've never, uh, not, not that I've never, I, I haven't really had an issue not drinking. It's not something that I do every day or did every day or abused, but it was a challenge for me to see if it was something I could eliminate. And then with its elimination, see when it's reintroduced, what it does, where I'm using it, where I'm missing it, And if I'm able to have fun socially without alcohol, it was a real challenge for me. And I've discovered that on the weekends when I'm doing stand-up comedy that it's not that difficult for me to not drink. I, in fact, enjoy being sober on stage. I also had enjoyed drinking and having a shot here and there and, and doing a shot of tequila and having a little beer before the show as well. And I'm not saying I'll never do that again, but from this sober October, I've discovered I can do it and I enjoy it. And 
like I said before, the memory recall is almost 100% off of alcohol. That was the biggest, biggest improvement that I saw. I still had some sleep issues, but that's more, uh, you know, an anxiety-induced problem. And travel, obviously, I've been traveling so much. Speaking of, come see me live. I will be, where the heck am I? I'm going to be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire this weekend with Carly Aquilino at Cisco Brewery. That's in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I'm also going to be in Chicago, my kind of town, Chicago is. I'm going to be at Chicago Zanies downtown with Carly. And then the Rosemont, that's going to be November 17th and 18th, I believe. That's Carly's birthday weekend. Come check us out there. I'm also going to be a new date added to the tour, uh, a solo date. I'm going to be at the Albany Funny Bone the weekend after Thanksgiving. That's November 25th and 26th, I believe. Now, these are Friday, Saturdays. You can go to jessiemay.com for tickets. I'm also going to be at the Comedy on the Carlson in Rochester, New York, December 15th and 16th. And I'm wrapping up this year's touring, doing New Year's Eve in my hometown of Syracuse, New York at the Syracuse Funny Bone. So make sure you come and check that out. There's no truer way to say I love you than by taking care of each other. That's why this year the gift of health is all you need. And with Everlywell, you can find 30-plus at-home lab tests, vitamins, supplements, and more for every person on your holiday list. And this year, you can prioritize what matters most when you share the gift of health from Everlywell. And Everlywell is a digital health care designed for you with personalized results and accessible tools for long-term health. With over 30 at-home lab tests and high-quality vitamins, you're able to find the perfect tests. The women's health test, the food sensitivity test, the celiac disease screening, there's so many more. Here's how it works. Everlywell ships products straight to your door and your loved one's door with everyone and with everything needed in one package. I obviously need some vitamins because I'm having a hard time reading. If you ordered at-home lab tests, a uh, sample can simply be collected at home and shipped back to a certified lab at the prepaid envelope that's included with a test. Digital physician-reviewed results are sent straight to your preferred device in just days. And if you ordered vitamins, which I obviously need, and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. It's honestly, I think, one of the coolest uh, systems or healthcare uh, options out there. I've used it before and I'm excited to get my results. I did the thyroid test because I don't know what that is and I want to see what it is. <laughs> I don't know what the thyroid is. I should because I'm a fake doctor, but I'll let you guys know my results. It was really easy to use and I, I also get like the opportunity to feel like I'm, you know, kind of a Grey's Anatomy nurse. And I fantasize that I, you know, went a different route with my career and I'm in the kitchen doing nurse things and it makes me feel super accomplished. And you guys look for our listeners, the gift has never been easy to share than it is this holiday. Okay, it's going to be so easy for you guys. For my listeners of this show, Everlywell is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash sharp. That's E-V-E-R-L-Y-W-E-L-L dot com slash sharp, S-H-A-R-P. 
and you guys will get 20% off your next at-home lab test. Check it out. It's so much easier than going to the doctor. The results seem to be very accurate, and the process is super easy to use. So you guys go to everlywell.com slash sharp to get your test today. Hair is so much more than physical appearance for women. It shapes our relationships with ourselves from the inside out. It defines our identity, our self-image, and self-confidence. Female hair loss is a reality for millions of women, yet a lot of us are reluctant to discuss it publicly. And podcasts are obviously all about talking, and we love to open up the conversation to a larger platform and Honestly, a larger conversation through real women sharing real stories about how their hair struggles have impacted them. And I have struggled for sure through having stressful situations with losing people. The irony of losing people is you also lose hair and uh, through different hormonal fluctuations and just different stressors that have caused my hair quality to sort of not be what I want it to be. Naturally, over half of women will experience hair thinning in their lifetime. That's a lot. You know, that's a lot of women. However, many people, especially women, don't know that and they suffer in silence thinking they're alone. Well, we can change that. We invite you to share the impact of hair thinning, shedding, poor hair quality, and how that's had a deeper personal and and emotional effect on you. And please, you guys, talk about it. It's, it's, it's something that we can share. And by sharing it, we allow people to know that they're not alone. And let's talk about it together. Your hair story can help other women. Join this conversation at shedthesilence.com. That's shedthesilence.com. We don't have to be alone in this. And we, we also can realize that our beauty is beyond our hair and that we can come together and share our stories and realize that there is some hope in the future. And I hope you guys will find a little bit of help with shedthesilence.com. So speaking of Kalia being on the road with me, she sabotaged my travel lunch. Now, there's this place in LA that's one of my favorite spots to get some food. And it's, it's kind of a speakeasy in the sense that not everybody, not everybody knows how bomb it is. And it's called Bellissimo. I'm going to put it on blast because it's just a delicious spot. I had to pick my nail. Sorry, it's so gross. But my, my skin is so dry. This weather's insane out here in LA. Anyways, ADD moment. Bellissimo. This deli, it's like a New York deli. The sandwiches are so delicious. And Kalia put in an order for us. We went and picked up the sandwiches. Got them. I saved mine. I wanted to save mine. I'm somebody who likes to savor stuff. And so I, you know, we started to get out on the road and drove and... I asked her to pick me up a Topo Chico, okay? I asked her to grab me a Topo Chico from from the Bellissimo. She got the sandwiches. She comes back to the car. I also asked her to get me something sweet. Very simple. Topo Chico, a little something sweet, and she got my sandwich. She also got her sandwich. We put it in the car. We head out on the road. Boom. She's enjoying hers, devours it, okay? Has her lunch, devours the lunch. I go to open my Topo Chico because I'm thirsty because we may or may not have been hotboxing in the car. Probably not, but also probably can't open it because it's a non-twist off sabotaging my hydration uh, who's why do I have to have a tool to, 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 to hydrate shouldn't I just be able to open the cap I, you don't need to be that fancy it's just sparkling water and if you're gonna make me feel like MacGyver put the tool in with the drink the drink should come with the tool if I need a tool to open it 
had nothing in the car. Realized my car is poorly stocked. Apparently now I need bottle openers. What if I get pulled over and the cop's like, why do you have a bottle opener? Well, because I'm thirsty, officer. And Topo Chico wants me to dehydrate. So Topo Chico didn't work. I was like, fuck, forget it. You know, whatever. There was, you know, she luckily brought some other water. So there was redemption there. We're chilling, driving. We stop for gas. Both of us go in. I put the gas in the car. I like to gas up while I'm going into the shop. Sometimes it doesn't always work because for some fucking reason, I'm sure this is a safety precaution, the gas clasp, the little lip that the the catcher catches on to keep the gas engaged will snap off so easily. Why is it even there? Why do we even have a stopper if it doesn't say stopped? It's, It's a very inconsistent system. So I engage the gas, put the stopper, her and I go inside, get some stuff. I come back. Kalia opens the door to get into the passenger side and I hear her go, oh, oh no. I open my door to the site of my sandwich on the car seat because Chaplin and his trifling street dog ass had gotten into the sandwich that was specifically tucked into the side of the, of the driver's side door so that they couldn't get it. But I always underestimate Chaplin. He's a street dog. He's a street chihuahua, born on the streets. This motherfucker can find food where you didn't even think it existed. He will survive the apocalypse. He's literally a canine <laughs> roach. I didn't. I was thinking, like, is this a bad thing to say? He's a, he's he's like a roach. He is he is just so resilient. This motherfucker's eating my sandwich. Not only is he eating my sandwich, he's had the top. The, the, the two pieces of, of sourdough. He doesn't have any teeth. I don't know how he's consuming this food. And you better believe Bunny and Carlin are in on, on the enjoyment. My sandwich is half gone. Now you think I'd flip out, but I didn't because I was on shrooms. Allegedly. I kind of was frustrated because it's my favorite sandwich from Bellissimo. It's called The Hunter. It's, it's just go get it and, 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 and email me. Go get, go get the sandwich. It's called The Hunter from Bellissimo in Venice, California, and fucking email me after and tell me it didn't change your damn life. Well, Chaplin enjoyed half of it. And I know Bunny and Carlin also had some. I wasn't pissed. Now I am. The memory is more infuriating than the moment. I still had half the sandwich left. So we've got the Topo Chico that didn't want to open. And I didn't open it out of spite. If you're not going to open for me, I'm not opening you. Okay. I'm not, it's too much, it's too much emotional output for me at that point. So then my sandwich gets half eaten and I had already purchased other beverages inside of the rest stop because I'm that spiteful. Okay. And I'm stubborn. I saved half the sandwich for myself, started driving a little bit and he was like, you know what? I'm not going to save the sandwich anymore. What am I going to save it for? Saving it is what made me lose it. It's a real loss in letting go. You can't hold on to stuff. The, the, the more you hold on to things, the quicker you lose them. So I, I threw that sandwich down the gullet. It was fucking delicious. I savored it. There's something about scarcity creating more enjoyment when you know there's not as much around. You enjoy it. You savor it because your fucking four-pound chihuahua had half a loaf of sourdough and roast beef with pepper jack cheese and a special sauce. Then I go to enjoy my sweet treat that Kalia picked out, open the package, little package of Justin's special dark Reese's cups. It's spoiled. The Reese's cup 
went bad. You know when chocolate goes bad and it tastes like chalk? That's what it was. It was a chalk Reese's cup from Justin's. And I look at Clea and I said, you are sabotaging me today. I am bringing you out on the road and you're sabotaging my lunch. It's so rude. And I'm not someone whose who's lunch should be sabotaged. If I don't eat, there, d- deaths, deaths will occur. I am a demon without food. But I got half a sandwich half a bite of that rotten Reese's cup. And I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson that you got to lower your expectations, not with Clea, just with the world. Clea felt so bad. <laughs> she felt very, very bad. Um, it was funny because when we were driving, allegedly not hotboxing, as we got closer to Arizona, there was a sign that said, this is a sign to not drive high. And then it got me thinking about the highway, like it's called highway. I feel like that's a sign to drive high. Just the very name of the highway is a sign to drive high. It's not called sober way. It's not called recovery way. It's called highway. I'm following the signs and your sign is wrong. Because a few miles down the road across the highway was a weed map sign that said click, 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 puff. These are conflicting messages and it's confusing me. And I'm even more confused because I'm high. So the billboard association needs to get their shit together because the signage is, it's, it's very conflicting. It's telling us, it's sending mixed messages. It's giving mixed messages on the highway. I'm just going with highway and I'm sticking with the high. Okay. Don't drink and drive. Maybe enjoy allegedly a small joint, a Jeter, a baby Jeter, Maui Waui, if I were you. This is all allegedly, okay? If the cops come, this is, I'm a character and this isn't real. I was further infuriated by this new trend. Well, it's not really a new trend, but it's a trend that's taken off in in different ways. Reaction videos on Instagram, on TikTok. I fucking hate it. I don't understand why we need it. So now the entertaining part is people reacting to other people doing things. Isn't that just what we do when we're hanging out with our friends? Why do we need to film people's reactions? And everyone's reactions is this. Our mouths are just agape looking at the screen next to us. I can't stand it. I think it's lazy entertainment. Cut to me doing four of them on my TikTok next week because I've started using TikTok. (laughs) I started using TikTok. Yes, I have. I've succumbed. I'm going to find my groove. I've I've thought about doing an Alzheimer's how to like alts tips videos, making them fun and, and somewhat light, somewhat lighthearted. And I've also thought about doing, you know, not, not doing dances. There will be no dances. If there are dances, there will be blood. And I, I, I can't, it's not my vibe. It really is not my, my vibe at all. Um, it's, it's just, it's absolutely unnecessary. You know, why, why are we, it just feels lazy to me. And it's crazy how many millions of views people are watching people's reaction to other people. It's too much, man. It's too, to me, that's way too meta. It's infuriating. But I'm also a person who wishes there was an extra feature on Postmates where I could pay extra money to have someone just feed me the food that I paid to have somebody else go drive and pick up to feed me. I, cause they have that like priority option where you pay a little extra and it gets to you quicker, which is ridiculous. Just give me the food. But I guess cause there's so many people who have ordered 
It takes a little bit for the food to come to you. So I pay the extra two bucks every time. Why not take it a step further? Why not let me pay an extra couple bucks to have this person sit with me and, and feed me and then tuck me in? I'd pay five bucks for that. Like a, a priority friendship or priority. What would it be? It would be like a, you know, you get the priority to get it there quicker. And then it would be la- the lazy bitch option. I'd pay five bucks for that for sure. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And that would be the cause of my bankruptcy. I'm going to, if I were to ever to go bankrupt, it would be from Postmates and Grubhub because it's too convenient. And in traveling on the road, I, I don't consider, I always have an empty refrigerator. So I come home to an empty refrigerator. I'm like, ah, fuck, I got a Grubhub this shit. It, Grubhub was literally made for people like me. And the irony is, is I'm a planner. But I'm obviously a poor planner when it comes to food, which is crazier because I'm a demon when I don't eat. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe I enjoy being a demon and therefore I leave myself starving just so I can have a moment of freaking out. That's, that's, that's deep. I think that might be what the problem is, that I enjoy the hunger demon a little bit too much because it's the only place where I'm really angry is when I'm hungry. It's like, am I a bitch or do I need a sandwich? That's what I always ask myself in a moment when I'm acting a certain way. And I'm like, oh, I'm just a, I just need a sandwich. And don't, don't forget where to get that sandwich at Bellissimo in Venice. We're keeping this one short and sweet this week, guys. I'm in between a lot of touring. I can't wait to see you guys come out and see me. I'm going to be in New Hampshire at the Cisco Brewery with Carly this weekend. The following weekend, we're going to be in Chicago at Zany's. The weekend after that, I'm going to be at the Albany Funny Bone. And December 15th, 16th, I'll be at Rochester at the Comedy on Carlson and wrapping it up on New Year's Eve in Syracuse at the Funny Bone. I love you guys. Have a great week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.